This is Wifed Up Now What. You don't know this yet, but this is going to be your favorite destination. If you are a millennial wife or a woman who is looking to get wifed up, then you're in for a treat because we are about to give you the tips, the tricks, the tools that we wish we would have had before we walked down that aisle and said, I do. If you are a millennial woman interested in marriage management, then don't just sit through this episode Go ahead and hit pause right now. Share this with a friend so that all of your friends can get in where they fit in because we believe that you have everything you need to prepare to be loved properly. So let's go ahead and kick off episode one. My co-host TK is in the building. What's up, y'all? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Let's talk about it. Okay, so my name is Takesha, but most people call me TK. Um, I'm everything. Okay, everything. I am everything. I'm the everything woman. I only got time to list all the things. I'm every woman. Just a little snippet, wife, mother, friend, sister, entrepreneur, all of those things. All of the things. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited. So I called up TK. I was like, TK, we got to host this podcast because... TK has been on fire even before I met you. So I mm. met her in real life, didn't even realize that I had came across one of your videos. Um, oh. She's literally been fire since before I even met her in real life. Yeah. Um, and you bring such a young, fresh perspective. Yeah. Um, you and your husband do content together. And so I thought it would just be the perfect conversation mm. for women who are already married, trying to figure out what exactly did we sign up for. Mm. And then women who are looking to sign up for something and yeah. want to try to be as prepared as possible yeah and i wish i had us <laughs> that part i wish i had a, a couple of sis that would just let me know what was good what was the tea because a lot of marriage has been like fumbling through mm-hmm. and then you look back you're like oh that's that was a lesson and so well, let me share that lesson with yeah somebody. let me share that lesson and the the lessons that god has been showing me has been changing lives like just little snippets just little adjustments just a little shift in perspective like okay that's something to take away so mm-hmm. hey girl and i love that as you learn you share so yes. that is what we are here to do for you all to share the resources that we wish somebody would have told us before yeah. we got married i think um as someone who was excited to become a wife for as long as I can remember I definitely still had to you know do on the job training because there's so much that you don't know until you're in it and so we're gonna do the best that we can to prepare you as much as possible but yes there are still going to be some lessons that you just don't have to learn oh yeah the hard way yeah because it's not a copy paste Mm -hmm. your husband my husband our relationship y'all relationship is just different so you take the the nuggets that you can but you you have to create your own marriage literally write your own story but use the tools that we give you to at least i'm at least gonna share like some stuff not to do okay you at least gonna learn some things that we didn't learn the hard way yes if if you don't learn nothing you will absolutely know what not to do as a wife from this podcast so we got some reactions okay i thought it would be fun because it's some crazy stuff going on in these social media streets and i have been blowing up your dms with all these clips ma'am and i said you know what let's just bring them to the podcast let's do it so let's let's look at the first clip bible and the quran say you your man should have wise counsel so if i'm around men if you married and you talking to me about cheating on your wife i can't go to you because i'm trying to one day have that you're gonna be you're gonna be showing me how to get away with it Mm. i don't and what happens is when you feed the flesh, bro, it's, it's never satisfied. You feel me? So I got to go to men who I know. Man, E.T. has with one woman his whole life and he been married to her for 30 years. Bro, that's it. A- so the reason I chose this clip specifically to like open up the show is because in my mind, that is the um, the whole premise of this podcast is yeah. us being able to be the wise counsel mm. for women who may not have happy wives Emphasis on happy, happy wives in their their lives. And if you're surrounded by people who don't have the results that you see for yourself, then those might not be the best people to get counsel from. Yeah, I have been almost anal about who me and my husband are around. Like, I think... I think that's something that we need to kind of tighten up. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when you get married, especially if you get married and your friends aren't married, even that type of advice, that type of thinking is something you you got to be you got to be cautious about. Mm-hmm. Like the way these single men are moving and the way these unhappy married men are moving Baby, you don't need to be around them. You don't need to sit at the table with them. You don't need that to have part. no type of food with you them. Think no it type rubs of off. meal. You think it can rub off? 
I think that, well, in our case, no, but I think that we'll, will probably annoy you with how much we'll be correcting your perspective. Mm. Like, I'm the type of person that I'm going to send you back home to your husband. Like, you need to, you whatever the way you're thinking, you need to fix that. You need to figure out why you're thinking that so way. So do how do you feel about uh, single friends once you're married? Ooh. That's the thing. Baby, I... If I can be as raw as... Be real. We got to keep it real. We got to keep it real. It has been a struggle. And the so first and foremost, I feel like I run into more single women because I am attracting what women want. Mm. So they want to be a wife. And so they're desiring to get around a wife. Like, how do you move? But on the flip side, I'm pouring. And when we talk about motherhood and wife things, it... Sometimes it's a disconnect. And I have met single women and I'm like, I don't know if this can work. Oh, I'm around. I'm around married women. I can do this. I can do that. And then when it gets down to I can't I can't answer my phone all the time. I'm not going to be since you got to find your single friends to go kick it with. That's not me. I'm going to be in my house. I'm going to be cooking some food. I'm going to be baking a pie. That's just what it's going to be. Yeah, I'm very much my man, my man, my man. So I it's cool, but you might be mad at me. For You're sure. gonna be annoyed by for it. sure, and I ha- I have had a difficulty with figuring out if I was unhealthily detached to or attached, attached. Mm-hmm. to my husband. Like, well, is this healthy that I don't care about having friends? What conclusion did you come to? Because I've been wondering the same thing. Ma'am, I'm trying to figure it out. It's up in the air. Okay, we haven't. Been, <laughs> so we don't have, we don't have no tips on that one. Okay, we should figure that out. If if there is a such thing as too much, but yeah, I would think that that would be ideal. So I mm. don't think that, and I'm guilty of this, so I'm definitely being a hypocrite by saying this, but I don't think that your husband should be like your everything, <sighs> right? Ideally, we're working. I'm a work in progress, okay? We're, I'm going to get some new friends. But I don't think your husband should be your, that's a lot of pressure for somebody to have to be your everything. Definitely. So, yes, first step is to admit that you have a problem. So <laughs> I'm work, I'm working on it. But Definitely if y'all don't have wise counsel, yeah. um, the aunties, the aunties ain't auntieing like they used to be. The yeah. mamas ain't like, and they are not necessarily the best example. I believe everybody, you can learn something from everybody. So again, even if you're learning what not to do, that's still a valuable lesson. But I don't think we're having enough conversation. I don't think Agreed. we're talking enough about the mistakes that we made, yeah. the lessons that we learned, yeah. and like what it really takes to manage these marriages. I think there's the thing. Yeah, I think that we all deal with pride to mm-hmm. a certain degree. No matter how new or how old, there is a level of protection you want to have with your relationship, mm-hmm. with your marriage. So we're not going to just be going out and telling all our issues and seeking for help. But it is a it is a I feel like my responsibility to help as much as I can, because, again, I wish I had that. So I have to lay down some pride and remember, first and foremost, ain't nobody perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't care how fly y'all look on Instagram, Instagram. I don't care how dope your pictures are. Y'all got some issues. And let's talk about it. Yep. Let's let's talk about those things. Let's share those things, because there's a wife that is alone, that has no idea, that's about to walk away for a dumb reason. Because yep. a lot of times these divorces, these separations, you like we'll figure that out. You'd be like, for that? Now look at you. You must have watched a clip that said the woman was like, she left her man because he was um, okay with the nine to five. And I'm like, that was nothing that y'all could have figured out. Talked yeah. through and, yeah. and discussed. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll be the one that will might look foolish and be like, no, this is a problem in our marriage. We're fighting through it. Don't do this because I did that. And it ended up as a disaster. And I think it's important to have these conversations so that when you when life starts life because it, it's going to happen, mm. you don't feel like you're the only one that's making this mistake or your man is the worst man in the whole wide world because everybody else's looks perfect because yeah. social media Y'all don't get to see when I be mad at my man. It's few and far between, but it but when it happens, I'm not posting it on Instagram. Definitely not. For sure, not posting about it. So you only get to see the celebration, the happiness, yeah. the date nights. Yeah. So you uh, assume that your man is the only one over here messing up, and everybody else is perfect, and they are not. He's perfect. not the only one messing up. They are all mm-hmm. messing. They're all messing up, okay. and and typically in the same areas too. Yeah. Most times in the same That's why these conversations are important, though, because then you can start to piece it together and be like, well, wait a minute, you're doing that, too? Yeah. Wait a minute. So so I'm not crazy. Yeah. This is a thing. For sure. This is a thing. (laughs) Okay. We got another clip. Let's take a look. Some advice for some single ladies. I want to get your perspective. 
that women don't understand the power and control they have when it comes to just, you know, sex in general. They mm -hmm. will give him all the power and he makes the decisions, but I knew that I had the power with that. Mm -hmm. So with my husband, Aldewan, I actually did make him wait the 90 days. Oh, but wow. Was that intentional or was that just kind of like... No, it was intentional because the thing is, is that, I mean, of course, like, there's ways to figure out, like, okay, is this going to be a good situation? Okay, you know? okay. <laughs> But no, it's um for me, I wanted to make sure that he was invested in the relationship. And I also, the other thing about the timing is it's hard for men to fake the fuck for 90 days. Oh yeah. I mean, women, women can play a role. I can be someone else that you don't even know that I am for 90 days. For men, <laughs> you are typically men will break at the 60, the 70 day point. Oh, yeah. And so the timing mm -hmm. for me was important. It was like an interviewing process to make sure that he was really into me. Hmm, 90 day rule. So for somebody watching this who is a wife to be, a wife in waiting, right? She's not married yet. She's single. She's out here in these streets trying to figure it out. Mm. She is seeking marriage. What's your advice as far as the 90 day rule? Baby, do it. One thing that I think intimacy, first and foremost, I think that we are in a culture of intimacy turning into this casual affair like we've grown into media music all of our culture especially as black people where there's like we're having fun we're being free we're just kicking it but the flip side to that that no one is talking about no one's talking about the soul ties no one's talking about now you are married and you're comparing yourself to the seven other dudes and you trying to place nine men into one no one's talking about diseases no one's talking mm -hmm. about no one's talking about these things okay terminations no one is speaking about these things and i think that when it comes to women that are consistently saying it ain't no good man it ain't no this this and that and it's like well you don't even give him time to show if he's a good man because you give it up so fast mm -hmm. and so yeah they're gonna position themselves as a dog yeah they're gonna position themselves to squeeze all the milk that they can up out of you if you cooking cleaning throwing it back, doing all the things, they're going to take that. And unfortunately, you think that's your husband because sex, intimacy, all of those things is just a big cloud. Mm -hmm. And you're serving this man, you think that you're compatible just to find out that was just intimacy. So when we can remove that, right? When we can remove the lust out of the air, because a lot of us can be a compatible sexually with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But intellect, spiritual... What is our morals? What is the core values? We don't know. We just having a good time in this bedroom. So I so think, you think it, it clouds it. Sex just clouds your decision. Yes, it clouded mine. Hmm. I, I woke up and it was intimate with my husband and got pregnant. I'm like, wait a minute, who are you again? Mm. We can talk about a lot of. So things. you're learning. You're, you're speaking from experience. I am speaking from. I'm talking about the gutter of the experience. Being intimate with my husband, we got pregnant immediately the first time. So it was like, what is this? What's happening? And I learned him along the way. I remember the, the third year in our marriage almost separating because we had such far views politically. And it's like, why you, why you didn't talk about that? Oh, because... Sex makes you feel like you're compatible. So you forget to speak on something. So, yes, I think there is a certain level of control that a woman can have by withholding it, for sure. So what would you say to somebody who's like, but TK, it worked out for you. You got pregnant the first time, but y'all have been married for how long? Seven years. So what are we even talking about? Why Why should I have to wait 90 days? Well, somebody under this video is going to say, but TK, you got married. He married you, though, TK. So why should I wait? Yeah, I actually get that all the time. This is something that I preach left and right, up and down. Wait, 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 wait. But you got a good man. But your fa Yeah, but four years of this seven has been hell. Mm. Four years of the seven was chaotic. It was war zone. A lot of times, like, again, who are you? What is this? Why are we together? What's the mission? What's the purpose? So a lot of things that should have been done on the front end is now being done on the back end. Mm -hmm. We didn't get to enjoy honeymoon. We didn't get to enjoy the bliss and the romance because we're just trying to get out of war zone. But if you do it that way, oh, we can enjoy this slow walk. And then on the flip side of that, even thinking when you do withhold, say you, you're dating someone and you're vibing with this dude and y'all getting to know each other mm -hmm. and you don't have sex with him, 
the way that you're able to walk away and it be good, there's there's no soul tie. There's no, it's like, we had a good time. He took me out a few days. I didn't lose nothing. I didn't lose nothing. But a lot of us are holding on to something that was temporary, making it permanent because of sex. And it was like, that was just supposed to be one that was couple a of days. That was, that a, was season. Just a season. I think the important uh, note that I want to make is probability versus possibility. Mm. So is it possible that we can sleep together on the first day? And yes, there is a chance in hell that he might marry you. Yes, it is possible. <laughs> What's the probability of that thing, though? It's probably not going yeah. to happen. So it's possible, but it's probably not going to happen. And yeah. I think um, being able to speak from experience is so important. So I agree and disagree, mm-hmm. which is what y'all are here for, right? All of the perspectives. Um, I agree on waiting. I don't necessarily agree on like a 90-day mm, thing. Yeah. Because I think when you... And it worked for your girl, obviously. But I think when you have like this calculated mm. everything has to happen this way, you're like setting yourself up for disappointment. And he can pretend. She said he can't pretend for nothing. I think that... I think that people can pretend if you are literally telling them exactly what you want, what you don't want. You're literally giving them the blueprint to play in your face. Yeah. So I think just being smart about it and my rule, I guess if I had one, would be not having sex before you're ready. So whatever mm. you being ready looks like, but not because you want to impress him, yeah. not because you think he'll stick around longer, not because he might answer the phone a few more times if you give it up sooner, not for any of those silly reasons that yeah. we've all had sex with men thinking that this is going to lead to something that it don't. Yeah. So until you feel ready and you feel you feel like you can walk away without feeling like you lost Ooh. something, then I say don't do it. Agree. If you're going to feel like you got played, it's too soon. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, because it's a, it's a lot of us that got a lot of pieces around the world. That's just pieces of ourselves. And then you get married and you're having to like... Try to piece yourself back. To grab it all end. back. And you didn't have to. Like in the, And I was going to actually say that. I'm like, is she telling them... I'm waiting for a night. Like, right, like, is it like, <laughs> I done got a calendar, let's check it off together? I don't know how that works. Is there like... Maybe she didn't really mean 90, and she just meant, like, she made him wait. Maybe. Hope I now hope is so. not saying, like, telling every man, because, yeah, it's a whole lot of actors. It is. A it's a whole, lot. And, whole lot and we actors. give them the script, is what the thing. Mean? We give them the script and say, this is how you, you play me, yeah. yes. And then we get mad. This is how you play me. And play in my face. Here you go. And then I'm mad when you do exactly no, what I said. this is how you play me. So where people are meeting spouses, because somebody watching this, again, we're here for the wives and the wives-to-be. So somebody watching this wants to know, like, how to meet a husband. Mm. So your girl did some research, okay? And I have the top places that people meet a spouse and then I want you to share where you met your spouse because I don't think it's one of these places definitely not so dating apps are pretty popular did you ever do a dating app no I was too young I don't think there was dating apps no not back then. in 2000 you are pretty young okay I'll answer the question <laughs> so I did some dating apps in my day uh well actually only tinder I think I did tinder that's a dating and app? maybe plenty of it I thought that was a screwing app Okay. Well, I was not screwing on it. I was dating. <laughs> it was a dating app for me. Now, I don't know what other people are doing on that. Yeah, I think it turned into that, sis. I was about to say, yeah. I, I was on Tinder back in like 2016, 2017. Oh, yeah. So I, this was like b- that, the beginning. Yeah, that probably actually it was dating. became what it is now. I don't know what it is now. Yeah. So it's a different world out there. But apparently people are still meeting on dating apps. Um, mutual friends. So somebody introduces you, sets you up on a blind date. School or work, and then at the bar, which was kind of surprising. Hmm. Even though I definitely met my husband in the club, y'all. I know. You told me that. In the club. I found love in the club. Okay. I met single ladies. Let me give y'all a little bit of hope. <laughs> Come here. Your girl met a single, childless Oof. doctor who does not have sex with men <laughs> in the city of Atlanta. So for anybody who's been telling you or convincing yourself that there's no straight men, they you know, it ain't no straight men, they got kids, all of the things. It's not true. Those are all limiting beliefs that you have been telling yourself. So stop lying to yourself. Get out your own way. It's possible. Um, okay, let's get into this Wife 101, though. Okay. Why, are you still cracking up because I'm at my... It was the that's straight part. Like I hope he is, but he is not no, having sex with men. I people know. be playing with the straight. I did all the titles. 
I did not know. Well, I let's be clear. Did what I not know. When I moved to Atlanta, I was like, what is this? Oh, I mean, buff football looking. I'm like, oh, the wife and the boyfriend. The wife and the boyfriend. If you're side note single ladies, I got plenty <laughs> of side notes for single ladies. If you move to the city of Atlanta, one of your first stops should be Bulldogs. Let me tell you why. Bulldogs is a very popular gay club here in Atlanta. It will knock your socks off to go up in there and see those big buff men working wow. on each other. Oh. But it's a reality check that you need so that you know what you're up against when you go out in these, go out in these streets. I'm not being funny. I am being so serious. Just, it is a rude awakening when you go up in there. It's okay? the twerking on each other for me. It was serious. It was very serious. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's get into it. I think we both put together like our top tips, things mm -hmm. I wish people would have shared with me. Yeah. Probably some reality checks. So we're going to share with y'all. This let's is going to be more like a pod class. Okay, like so get your notebook out. Get ready to take some notes and then go back and actually apply this. Yeah. Okay. So what you got, TK? Oh, me first. Boom. All right. Uh, emotional. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We got to talk about emotional stability when it comes to marriage. One thing that I learned very quickly was how childish and not ready I was <laughs> for the level of maturity that is required in relationships. I think that as women, we're taught to either be virgins, not have a whole lot of bodies, be cute, serve and submit. But no one is talking about emotional stability, emotional maturity to be able to have a conversation with your man and sometimes he be dead wrong, <laughs> control those emotions, be able to give loving feedback, right? Or whatever type of conversation that you're having to give grace with it. I don't think we're talking about that enough mm -hmm. because there was a lot of disastrous, destructive conversations that I've had with my husband because I was just a kid. Like I was literally a toddler emotionally and beginning to see how I was emasculating him for no reason because of my lack of self-control, because of my lack of mental uh, just growth and not trying to be better mentally and emotionally, it just could have been avoided. Mm. And so I definitely want to say if you are desiring to be a wife, if you are desiring to have companionship with your husband to see him grow, to see him thrive, to see him be all that God has called him to be. There is going to be a high, a high level of an emotional maturity that you're going to need to have, even to be able to go through seasons where it's not about you sometimes. Sometimes it is just serving. Sometimes it is just pumping him up. Sometimes it is just stroking the ego. Sometimes it is just being quiet and listening and learning your position. And that takes a, I feel like, a high level of emotional maturity. And it's not talked about enough. So what, what changed? Oof. What is one tip or one piece of advice that you can share for someone who's where you used to be? Yeah. Don't mess around and lose a good man because you're a toddler in your emotions. And practical advice that I would give to just growing in your emotional maturity, stability, right? Being grounded emotionally. It's like just as much as you fight to be cute, to be a boss chick, to be whatever, fight to be a, a peacemaker. Fight to be a person that can go in a room and, and, and stabilize it. Fight mm -hmm. to be the nurturer that you are. You're a nurturer. And, and that's something that even though I believe that we're created to be that way, it's still a learned skill. It's still something you have to wake up and be intentional about. So practically going out of your way, reading those books, watching those YouTubes. I remember a, a moment that I had with my husband and we were in the house and I could see in his eyes. I'm like, oh, he's about to leave me. This is a wrap. Like, he's gone. He's tired of me emasculating him. He's tired of my inability to just shut up and, like, hear his point and not cut him off. And when I saw that look in his eyes, I said, let me, wait a minute. You two, it's a woman that will hop over me to get to you. Let me get this together. And so practically just literally getting up and, okay, how can I, why am I this way? Mm -hmm. Oh, I saw my mama do this. Okay, let me break this generational thing. Let me let me get my prayer bag. Let me start watching some YouTube, some older women that went through this. How did they navigate being able to grow in their emotions? And so practically, like, just be aggressive about your emotional maturity. 
So emasculating, what that look like? Oh, Jesus. Give us an example. Yeah, I feel like emasculating can be a few a few things. For me in my situation, it was literally ripping parts of his manhood. Mm-hmm. What's parts of his manhood? The most the most in my marriage valuable thing to my husband is his leadership. And so I don't know if y'all know anything about personality types or anything like that. I am decisive. I am what some people will call an alpha. I ain't placing that on myself. You know, I'm just a, a chosen woman of God. But I have a way of where I, I'm very, and that's how I communicate. And with my husband, he's the complete opposite. And so there's been times that I've communicated with him and it ripped at that leadership. It, it it ripped at the part of him that he was created to do, which was to lead me, which was to protect me. And even in the moments that he was wrong, there was just ways that I could have went about it differently. And I've been learning grace. But leadership was one. A, another part of even insecurities that I know that he has, calling them out. And, and uh, we call them, what do we call them? I think we call them shots almost like shooting at each other. Like you, you know, you know what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, I've shared that in below the belt, mm-hmm. below the belt. You, you know, I have a way of feeling about that. And I had baby, no way of feeling about going right below that belt. You're going to feel this. You're going to hear this. And that's just, I come from, Oh Lord, I don't want to say this, but I'm here. I, I come from a line of women that emasculate their husbands. And so it was, it was like, in me to do that even in moments where I didn't want to I'm I'm doing it because it's my nature it's what I see it's who I am you know this is who I am and I I can't do nothing about it but ripping at the parts of his manhood that that makes him the man the leadership being being able to have vision being able to be precise being able to protect me being able to have space to think to even calculate to to have a strategy I I ripped at those parts and I began to see him sink as a man Mm. and so instead of having conversations he just shut down he's quiet he's walking around the house with his shoulders slumped because I've destroyed him with my words and so yeah I had to work years and I mean still to the day till to till this day it's big daddy you are everything oh you so tall and chocolate I love the way you walk you stand like a king I love that haircut beard shining walk through this room daddy like it's all of that because he deserves it but also because I know I am sowing seeds back into the seeds that I've uprooted by emasculating him I love the evolution though Mm. I can't even imagine that to be the case Mm. so what I see on Instagram and what I just know of you you know and the way that you speak to your husband how intentional you are I love that it's rooted in you didn't learn the lesson you don't want to lose this man and Mm. now you're willing to do you know what you need to do to not rectify what you've done, but to learn and move forward. So I love that. Yeah. I have so much to say about this because I think that one thing with women, we don't realize the the power that we have with even persuasion in words. And so most of us use that power to emasculate, to get a trick, get him to pay our bills. But you don't know that even the women that run away from like what we call basic men with the power of persuasion, the power of words, the power of our femininity, the power of our grace, the power of nurturing, we can build that man up. Mm -hmm. And so I've literally experienced an emasculated man that was slumped over in his manhood now to a man who walks with his shoulders upright operating in his purpose of God just because I spoke life into him you never feel yourself sliding back backsliding I don't Hmm. because I was I was on the edge like I went for I'm talking about almost losing my marriage so when you get that, it's almost like getting close to death. Like, oh, I know what You're that You're not feels going like. back there again. Yeah. I will never go back. I love that. And so my um, my first point is directly related to yours, and that is figuring out the issues for a single woman and even, even a married woman, figuring mm. out the issues that you feel embarrassed about. And this is for you to do with you, okay? Ain't nobody over there with you. This is you and your notebook, you and the Lord, okay? <laughs> what are those things that if somebody like, posted this thing about you on social media. Like if somebody told this part of your business, Mm -hmm. you would be embarrassed about it. If you can start, and it's a journey, it's a process, but start working through those things so that you can get to the point where it's not something you're ashamed of. I think that's super important before you partner up with someone, before you commit your life to someone. Because marriage requires the ultimate level of transparency 
a healthy marriage requires the ultimate level of transparency. I don't believe in secrets. I don't, you know, my husband is going to watch this. So I don't think I have anything I've taken to the grave. I don't (laughs) think there's anything. But in the important things, there's nothing that, you know, that I would be ashamed to talk about. There's nothing that I can point to that's like, dang, I hope he don't find this thing out about me. Or sometimes it's not like something you did, but sometimes it's, like my credit. That was one of the things when I was super single because I just did not want to pull up to a date with a man who I felt like could be the man and now I got to explain this 500 credit score. That's embarrassing. So why don't I just work on that? Why don't I just work on that so even if it's only a 530 by the time he rolls up, I can talk about how I'm working on it. I can talk about what I'm doing to make it better versus take me as I am. Mm -hmm. I think that's a totally different conversation. So instead of ever having to have a take me as I am conversation, my advice is just to work on it. So the you that he taken is something that don't need a big explanation. Agree. Yeah, my second one would definitely be learning flexibility and compromise. Mm. That has been, um, oh, a difficulty of mine, especially because when I met my husband, I was already like doing my thing. If you are a boss chick, come closer. If you are doing your thing and you are thriving in your own right, your own purpose, you are for sure going to need to focus in on your flexibility and your ability to compromise. What does that look like? It looks like in some seasons, what if you can't be the boss chick? What if you can't be the entrepreneur that you are supposed to be? Don't even move faster. No, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What was I saying? What if you can't be the entrepreneur that you meant to be? Yeah, flexibility. Hold on. I lost my thought. I'm sorry. I was trying to. No, it's okay. I should have kept rolling. I need to work on that, anyways. Uh, Flexibility. Yeah, girl, over here, you're going to have to just keep rolling. I know. Flexibility. Sorry. Yeah, and just some seasons being able to be flexible, like, that that level of sacrifice that you are not operating in right now as a single woman by yourself, you don't have to get home and cook and do this and do that. And so even learning how to like structure your day to be ready to serve, structure your day. OK, I'm, I'm a boss chick all day, but at six o'clock, I don't care where I'm at, whatever that non-negotiable is for you. I don't care who I'm with. I don't care how fire this dinner is, baby. I got to go home and cook dinner for my husband. Mm-hmm. I got to go home and whatever my nightcap is with my husband, I got to go home and do that. And so be being able to make room because I feel like a lot of single women get married and they're still single women. Ooh. They still operate as single women. They still thrive as single women. They do their business as single women. As an entrepreneur myself, a boss chick, whatever y'all want to label on it. Anybody I work with knows that I am a wife. Anybody I work with knows sometimes my kids might slide through. The family might come through. But that takes learning and growing in your flexibility because you are no longer a single woman that's an entrepreneur and a boss chick. So learning compromise and flexibility. That is big because so many people, I think, I think people only think that men are like afraid of marriage for this. You know, they don't want to give up their freedom. But women are definitely afraid of those same things. And you got a lot to be afraid of because that is really real. (laughs) Can we keep it real? Your life is not your own. And we have not even mentioned. We've been talking about marriage, but we haven't even mentioned motherhood. So the level of sacrifice that it truly takes, which, again, is why y'all should be tuned in. Okay, hit the subscribe so you can catch all of these episodes because you got to know what you're getting into. Yeah. Otherwise, you will show up to the party thinking that it's what they, and then you look around like, wait a minute. It's not that. Where am I? Because mm-hmm. this ain't that. It ain't that. Okay. So last but not least, and I really want your feedback on this. Okay. Help, help me, please. Like, this is not just me. But this is my advice for y'all. It's also my advice for myself. Your mouth might not be moving. Mm. But your face is probably still talking back. This is something that I am still currently working on. Mm. And I'm not, I am not this, I'm a I'm non-confrontational, so I'm not the type of person that's gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna do all that rah-rah, but my face is gonna do that rah-rah. And my face is gonna argue with you. Yeah. And so, ladies, I think with communication, we talk about finances being like a leading cause in divorce. Communication is at the root of like almost all of the things. Everything. And part of your communication is your nonverbal communication, your body language. So 
not internalizing, not, you know, pretending like you're listening, but doing all of the mm-hmm. things that we like to do mm-hmm. because men feel that people oh, yeah. feel that. Yeah. And so that is definitely going to hinder the communication in your relationship. And like you say, you don't want to lose a good man because you can't fix your face Agree. or close your mouth. For sure. Let's not do that. Yeah. There's been times where I've definitely pretend to listen. There's been times I've been listening to my husband. I'm like, wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> He's like, I see that. All that that you're thinking, I can see it. I know exactly what you're saying. Oh, body language, facial expressions. I'm de- if it sounds dumb, I, I uh, you gonna I'm gonna make you look like yeah. I've done, you yeah, gonna get that? Dumb, yeah. What was that? That doesn't make sense. Before you even finish, <laughs> and it's a problem that will cause an argument. Oh yeah, just in, in and of itself. Yep. Yeah. So learn from us. Learn from our arguments. Yes. Okay, you ready to play a game? I am. Time to play a game. <laughs> so we're gonna play a game called Have Fun. Or run. So I have a couple scenarios, and we're just gonna tell the people if this was y'all scenarios, should you get the hell away or should you stay okay. and play? All right. So for the ladies out there who are single in these streets, they are wives to be, wives in waiting. If they come and ask us for advice and they're like, yo, I'm dating this guy, but. He's a strip club regular. Are you going to say run or have fun? One, two. Oh, Oh. I thought it was going to be a surprise. (laughs) But you're going to say run. Am I going to say have fun? I'm in in between. Why do you say run? Because how long is that going to last? Like when we get married and I'm asleep, are you going to the strip club? Like what does this look like? Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel like there's an off button to that. And I also feel like if you give a man a candy store, he... He's gonna be it. Out. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm in between only because I need more details. Okay. Like, is he the strip club regular that like has a spot in the club and when he walks in, they like making his drink when he hit the dough <laughs> yeah. and the girls are like coming? Like, is he that type of strip club regular or he yeah. just goes at eight o'clock on Fridays for wings and titties? That's a different kind okay. of guy. That is different. So I wouldn't be opposed to that. If I could come with you, but if if I can't go, then it's a run because why can't you go? I, that's scary. If I'm at Walmart and I run into the stripper and she like, hey, Nandi. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, no, that would be weird. You're right. Why? We have a problem. No, like that. Then we I have a problem. Like yeah. Okay. <laughs> but if he's willing to hang it up. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? You don't I, think it's a thing? If you are a regular where they're walking in and saying, good morning, Johnny. I, you're never going to leave. I don't think you're going to leave. Okay. Good luck if that's him. <laughs> All right. So you're dating a guy and you have no idea what he does for a living. Can you see it? Zoom in. Can y'all see mine? Uh, Been there, done that. It's not really? it's not fun to do. But what if he's like a um Detect I, what's the people that you can't talk like about? B613, your... Like he works for the government or something? Yeah, because I, I've had one, well, I haven't, but I've been friends with someone that had a situation. And once they got further along, he's like, I'm not supposed to tell you, but this is what I do. Then and it's like, oh, if he's that, then it's a it's still run, run faster. <laughs> if, really? If, girl, if he got government clearance and some connects and some, absolutely not. I'm not dating the police. I'm not dating anybody with a government clearance. Really? I'm not dating the CIA or whoever that was. You wouldn't date a police officer? Absolutely not. That was on my hell no list. I wouldn't. Hell no. Pastors, politicians, performers, actors, singers, dancers. I don't, I can't. None of them. So anybody that has a job. (laughs) Any of those. You you out here entertaining people? Get out of here. I think I'm going to say have fun. Oh, I forgot. Well, you didn't give your answer. Yeah, I feel like have fun because you just don't know. Like I, and then I'm also like pulled to mystery at the same time. So that would be intriguing for you. It would be intriguing. But the sad part is like, you might be like kingpin. You know, you might be something real crazy. And see, ladies, you got to ask questions. My, my, question would be did you ask him and he didn't tell you did you not ask and you don't know because you've been trying to figure it out and you just can't pick up a clue because yeah. I think we get in a lot of trouble by not asking For the sure. right questions mm-hmm. yeah because we know the answers and we're afraid to lose something that seems good mm-hmm. so it's like not, mm, we I'm would rather hold on to something that could be bad than find out that this is a bad thing for sure yeah definitely foolish yep <laughs> okay next guy <clears throat> let me get my card ready for this one He's been divorced three times. Oh, baby. 
you got to turn into a church fan on that one because no. hell no. Absolutely not. Maybe once. Yeah. I got a good one time. Actually, we're being honest. Okay. My husband had been married prior to okay. me. And that was actually what like was like, oh, I perked up on the date and mm -hmm. was like, okay, wait a minute. Now we're talking about something. Yeah. I want an experienced man. I want a mature man that has been married and still believes in marriage. Mm -hmm. So I would not say hell no to one divorce, but three what the hell is no, happening? You are absolutely a red flag. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it ain't them. That's you. So, yeah. what, three times? But they believe in love. No. No? Okay. Mm -mm. Run, baby. Run. Please. Run fast. Immediately. Okay, lastly. Homeboy is an active dad to his father. I mean, to his daughter. But he doesn't know his son. Okay. I Have fun? Absolutely. When it... Okay, you want me... Let yes, me, tell us let why. Let me tell you why. Because let me tell y'all... Uh, okay, let me bring it back. Let me tell y'all a lie that be running in these streets. A lot of men want to be good fathers, but women be holding them kids back. If they've been brokenhearted... It, and this is coming from a woman that has a husband that has two baby mamas, that has experience moving across the country, running away from us so she, the daughter wouldn't have a father. So when I hear, oh, I don't know my son or, oh, I'm not connected, I'm like, my, my immediate thoughts is baby mama still hurt. Mm. That's my immediate thoughts. It, it's 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 hardly ever that you really meet a, a decent guy that is running away from his kid that don't care about getting to know him that don't care about trying to be no that be them baby mamas. I don't care. The baby mamas be heartbroken, mad that the man moved on. They withhold the child, dump a bunch of lies into the child's mind. So sometimes the kids. I've literally met a twenty one year old that said, "I just found out my mama withheld me that from part. my father." So mm -hmm. um. Have fun. Have fun. Have fun, but ask questions. Yes, ask questions ask for questions. sure. I appreciate that perspective because you see me. I said run real fast, real <laughs> quick, get out of there. But that is a perspective that we don't often consider. And that's a side of the story that we don't usually get to hear. No. I mean, we've seen it on movies where, you know, like the kid grows up and they find a box of letters. They daddy been writing them all these years yes. and their mama been saying. So I do, you know, I can consider that that is probably it's a large thing. percentage of oh. what's happening. Maybe mamas do better. Okay, so ask questions. For sure. But if he's a true deadbeat. Yeah. Never talk to him again. So let's get into our wifey keeps it spicy segment. I'm excited because this wifey is trying to keep it spicy. Okay. So TK has been married for how many years? Now? I have been married for seven together for eight. Okay. I have been married for two oh, and a half. Yeah. And together for six. Oh. Right? Six. Twenty. Yep. Okay. Man, 2017. So I'm trying to keep it spicy over here. Okay. Okay. And we talked about this a little bit. Off camera. Yeah. So I know you got something for us. What you got? Yes, I have a whole lot. So number one, when it comes to intimacy, it's just my thing. I love talking about it because I feel like it is something that we either pervert or we run away from. There's there's hardly ever just this beautiful middle ground. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that I've learned when it comes to intimacy, being with my husband as long as I have been, and I haven't even been, she making me sound like I've been in a game for 20 well, years, but me. I got a little, a few years. But one thing that I've learned, once you have kids and you, okay, let me take it back. You're a single woman, right? And you're desiring to be married. You're about to get married. Most of the time, the thoughts that you think is we're going to be intimate, it's going to be beautiful. That's just what happens in marriage. Whatever numbers of times of the week that you want to do it, two to three times, whatever that looks like. Let me go ahead and tell you, let's throw this out the window. We're going to start a new foundation. First and foremost, when it comes to intimacy for women, and I'll say maybe I'll just speak for myself, it is an an entire emotional, mental thing for me. It's not even necessarily my body. And so there's things that I feel like can help us to keep it spicy. And that's one one thing is keeping keeping her ready, right? We're talking about her. Mm -hmm. Y'all know what her is? We know who she is. <laughs> keeping her ready. What does that look like? So again, I said that this is an emotional game for us. This is a mental game for us. You know your man gonna want some at the end of the night. Don't they? Every night. You know it. Every night. I don't know why we act surprised when they tap us on our booty. Girl, I be acting surprised like, again? <laughs> Sir. Ma'am, if you want to be married for the, for the rest of your life, yeah. go ahead and get ready to perk it up. But there are ways that we can 
mentally and physically prepared. One of the things that I have found to be so practical, so simple, is just simple routines. Mm -hmm. If I don't have, y'all, she just got to see all my alarms on my phone. You I have an alarm for sex. I don't send. I don't have an alarm for sex, but I I absolutely have an alarm for my night routine, and my night routine prepares for sex. Okay. So having a night routine, we have a routine for everything else. You know, you about to go to work, you're gonna get up, you're gonna take a shower, you're gonna draw on your eyebrows. You know, you about to go to the grocery store, you're gonna throw on your sweats, you're gonna prepare your list. You know, you're about to cook dinner, you're about to clean your pots. There's just certain routines that you have. You need a routine for sex. That's just point blank, period. What does that look like? What does that look like? That looks like setting the tone, setting the vibe. For me, that's going to be a shower. That's going to be a glass of wine. That's going to be some nasty music. That's going to be turning my lights down. Get your LED lights, whatever you got to do. And that doesn't even mean that you're going to do it every night. But it says, I'm ready if it needs to get done. And it prepares your body. It prepares your mind to just be ready. And it just feels good. Like, it feels good to feel sexy. Mm -hmm. It feels good to to just feel yourself because of course me and my husband ain't doing it every single night but on the nights that it doesn't get done and I still did my routine I'm like today was a good day I got my little lingerie set so having the routine take your shower at night because a lot I feel like a lot of the reasons why women aren't also having sex with their husbands or they're getting tired of it is connected to insecurity of hygiene. And so if you know you squeaky clean, she's squeaky clean, she's whatever you need her to be, wax, whatever that is for you, you're going to be more confident and ready to do that. And um, just having those routines set in place practically to prepare your mind. Like it's it's a um, I just learned this today in a somewhat school like there's this neural path that your brain makes mm -hmm. just by doing I don't know if that's the word I just probably made up something but there's this thing that your brain does when you do something over and over again so at night if you do something every single night take a shower put on your lingerie pour up your glass of wine turn on her and then y'all do it tomorrow your body's gonna start getting used to it and then you'll you know you're gonna enjoy it hopefully if you marry somebody you sexually compatible with. Oh, that's going to be another episode. Ooh. Because if you didn't, that's a, that's another conversation. That's, We're going to bring in the experts for that. Too, it can be. Yeah. For sure. We're going to bring in big guns. Yeah. Wow. So get a routine. Routine. Hmm. Okay. Routine. And we can talk about vitamins. Set, set an alarm. People sleep on alarms. I sleep on alarms. You got to 930, get ready to perk your booty up. I hope my husband does not watch this episode because you are sitting <laughs> the bar way too fucking high. Okay. And that is a perfect segue for the wifey for lifey segment. Yes. How hilarious. Because here on the show, we're not just here to have like cut up and have good conversation, even though that's a great time too. Mm -hmm. But we always hear these statistics, especially about black marriages. And I don't believe that we should just keep shouting about the statistics without at least offering some sort of solution. So mm -hmm. if your goal is to be wifey for lifey, because we are not the only D we getting out here is what? Not a divorce. Okay. Yeah, I love so that. wifey for lifey, how long, this is a question for, uh, from the single ladies. How long should you wait for a man to propose? Oh, so, slash. When should you pack it up and move on? Like decide that it's been too long. What's your thoughts? Mm -mm -mm. I, they're not going to like it. Um, because, First and foremost, anything that we speak from, anything that I speak from is going to be from my experience. So my husband proposed six months after we dated or met. Um, but I am a firm believer that a man knows. And anything that's kind of further than, I don't want to put a year on it. Do I have to? Do I got to put some time to. on it? No, you don't have to. Because I feel like, I, okay, I'm going to. I feel like at about at about a year, of, of, of dating and doing what you're supposed to do, asking questions, going outside, meeting the family, hanging around to make sure nobody's mom is crazy, no, nothing. I feel like a man knows pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, women, I think I've talked to women that thought like five men was their husbands. A man, you hardly ever meet a man that thinks that more than maybe one or two women could be his wife. Mm -hmm. The rest of them, he he literally he knows. knows. for sure. I'm just playing games with you. I am absolutely playing with you. And so, I don't know. If you don't want to be played with, I mean, if, you're, if your goal is to have a man take you serious, to if your goal is courtship, if your goal is to get to marriage, I'm not saying more than a year. 
Mm. More than a... Okay, let me say this. More than a year to at least be seriously talking about marriage. Like, even not even just proposal, but just like, it's time to talk about this. That part. What are we doing? Yeah, so that's what I would say, too. It's like, what is the conversation? That would be my question, because I think it's either, it's a couple of different things. Usually the conversation is, it's just a conversation. We talk about marriage. We know that we're progressing. Yeah. We might not have, like, a date, but we've talked about it. It's a conversation. We, are, we both know we're on the same page. Yeah. That's one option. Another option would be, I haven't really asked about it, because I'm so scared of what you're going to say. You might hurt my feelings, so I'm not going to really bring it up. So it's going to be like five years later and I'm, I'm posting in a Facebook group, girls, what should I do? Do y'all think he's serious? <laughs> because I simply just didn't want to ask the question. Yeah. So I've let time go. And yeah. then y'all know what y'all do. Once you let time go, then you use the fact that you didn't let so much time go that you don't want to start over. Yeah. So it's like, you're trying to improve a problem by making it worse. So that's another scenario. And then the third scenario, I think it's, his he has a bad reaction to you bringing it up. So you bring mm -hmm. it up and then he changes the subject. Mm. Or you bring it up and then he makes a joke. Or you bring it up and he deflects. Mm. That to me is the biggest. Yeah, that's the biggest. That's not even a red flag. That's a black flag. It is dead. Yeah. Yeah. If you bring up marriage and this man laughs at you, pack it up, hang sure. it up. It's over with. Um, and then lastly, I said that was the last one. But I do think another option would be someone who desires marriage so your mm. man desires marriage but he has communicated to you that this is not the right time or he's told you what the right time is yeah so maybe he has different beliefs maybe he's planning mm. for something that he believes needs to be checked off the list mm. before he proposes yeah. because men have a set of responsibilities or expectations for themselves for sure. that women don't have for we sure. don't have to buy a ten thousand dollar diamond like we don't yeah. have to do that so yeah. maybe he needs a little time no, for sure. to figure that out so i think it's just about the communication it's like yes. what is the response what you know what what are we what are we doing here what are we talking about yeah um but you know him. yeah is I, the bottom line i think you make a, a made a great point which is probably the biggest point of all is that we don't even even ask like there's not even a conversation about marriage I have met so many women so y'all I'm in the marriage ministry marriage game so I have talked to hundreds of women that have literally been with their boyfriends for eight plus years who have never talked about marriage mm -hmm. hoping for the best and just literally leaning on a prayer like never had the conversation never talked about it not even knowing that some men might actually do it but if you don't that's one thing that my husband said. He was like, because prior to me, the woman that my husband was with before me, they were together for eight years. He was like, it was a different type of pressure when I met you. And not not pressure like, you need to hurry up. And, but it's like, you know what you got. You're going to either make a move or the next man will. And that's really it. And so I think just having those conversations is the key point because you'll you'll be able to skip past a lot of foolishness and dogs if you just have the conversation. And that doesn't mean get married tomorrow. That means I am wifey material, so don't play with me. So don't play with me. Just and just making it clear that this is this is an expectation, not yes. of you, but this is an expectation I have of me. That's it. I will be a wife. Yes. You don't have to be a husband if you that's try. not what you want, but I'm just making it clear so you know what you're signing up for yes. if, you know, you decide to commit to this. Yes. Whew. Hopefully we gave y'all a little something to take back and put it in the group chat. Okay, put it in the group chat. Yes. Talk to your girls. Send this video to a friend. Start the conversation. That's really what I just want to do is start yeah. the conversation um, in a very non-combative, non-Kevin Samuels type of way. Oh. May he rest in peace. You know what's so bad? Because I actually like him. Me too. Oh, okay. I think the wives like Kevin Samuels. We'll talk about yes. that on another episode. Because it's them little fast tales. Yes. out there doing all the stuff that he telling y'all to stop doing it. Don't <laughs> like him. But don't cancel us yet. It's just episode one. So come back <laughs> next week for Wifed Up Now What? I'm Coriel. And I'm Takesha TK. Make sure y'all uh, stalk us. Don't stalk us online. Follow us on Ooh. Instagram. We'll make sure we put all the info down below. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. If it's less than five stars, keep it to yourself. Please. We'll see you on the next episode.